Welcome to our podcast, The Why in Your Twenties. My name is Viv. And I'm Nat. We are two counselors in our mid twenties navigating our adulthood away from our home country, exploring the why questions we encounter relating to relationships, identities, and uncertainties. So, whether you're listening to our podcast while going for your walk or doing your chores, anything, welcome on board and let the journey begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Why in Your Twenties. Yay! It's episode two. I'm so glad we made it here. We finally made it to episode two. Yeah, because episode one, the audience probably won't know we nearly have to record the third time. <laughs> and yeah. oh my goodness, it's just been a roller coaster journey, and I'm so glad that we made it to episode two. And I did do some reflection after the episode one because we have some technical issues. I'm like, oh, maybe we need to. Buy a microphone, mm-hmm. like we need to invest one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, but I mentioned in the podcast is we don't need all the furniture, right? Do you remember I talk about that analogy that I'm so proud oh, of? Really? <laughs> and then I convinced myself that we don't need it. We can slowly build out that tools and skills. And if we made it to episode twenty, yeah, we can invest one. Anyway, enough rambling for today. <laughs> yeah, I was so annoyed. <laughs> Myself frustrated at myself. Yeah. When we had to record the second time, mm. so when I thought we had to record the third time, I was like, "Oh great, I'm not gonna do this anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna give up on this podcast." I think I, I'm in <laughs> denial for like a few seconds as well. And you know what I told you? I was like, "We can fix it. Yeah. It, it has been saved to our file, and we can fix this." Yeah. And yeah, I'm glad everything is fixed. I'm glad, and we made it through. Yeah. Yes. So, what are we talking today? We're gonna talk about friendships. Mm. Uh, so why is adult friendship so different and so hard mm. compared to when we were in high school? I honestly feel a bit scared of doing this podcast because oh. I'm not really good at friendship, to be honest. <laughs> no, you're pretty good. And I think it is a very good chance for us to explore and to reflect on the topic of friendship. And I think it's so important. We talk a lot about you know romantic relationships, but friendship is also a very important part in our twenties, like in our life in general. And that connection is very important as well. Mm. So I do feel scared and uncomfortable, but um, as our bio said, sit exactly. with it because that's when we learn and grow. And I truly believe that. Definitely. So hopefully we'll learn and grow throughout this podcast, <laughs> and I hope the audience you do so as well. Yeah. So before actually we compared the two, I think maybe we can go back to how your friendships were like in high school. Hmm. What are your friendship like in high school? <laughs> Um, I think it was pretty easy to make friends mm. because it's just a very small grade. Like my grade, it's only tw- less than thirty people. Mm. My whole grade, so I yeah. knew everyone, and we came from like our school is from primary to high school. Mm-hmm. So then we knew each other since primary, mm. and I went in, went into the school when I was in grade three. So then I knew them for a few years already. Mm. Um, so I didn't have to start fresh. I didn't have to start from the beginning. Mm. To make new friends completely, so I had like a stable group of friends, that thirty people. Mm. So I'm more obviously there are smaller groups within the thirty people, but personally I am a floater. I just <laughs> go from one social group to another to another to another kind of thing. Yeah, because just how I am, mm. how I was, and how I am. Yeah,、um, I love that term floater. 
<laughs> Were you one? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Then why do you like the term? No, it's just very cute. I, I'm opposite. I'm um, always stick to the same group of people, and I just feel like it's safe and low maintenance. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I agree with you that we are in a very structured school, and I went to a school that have kindergarten, primary, and secondary. Yeah. So I know all those people for like more than 13, 14 years. Exactly. And our class is like around 40 people, <laughs> and we have. Sex class, so it's around like two hundred ish people every year. Yeah, actually, that's very normal in Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah, I do find it so easy because you don't need to put a lot of effort in it. You make friends that in the same class, and then when I was in primary school, you make new friends every year. You only make friends within your class. I think that's what、mm. I normally would do、mm. because it's so convenient. And moving to high school, you basically see each other every day, and even more than your parents. Um, I、yeah. see my friends Monday to Friday, and sometimes even. Saturday, Sunday, because we have supplementary class,、oh. which is unfortunate. And、uh, <laughs> the unfortunate part is because we have to do supplementary class, not because we have to see their friends. Maybe partially because of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same people for seven days, like for every single day. It's the same people, and that makes it more like a family member to me because you see each other every single day. You don't need to text, "Hey, do you want to catch up?" Because you see each other every single day. Do you get bored of them though? No, really. Well, I I think it's different. The way that you hang out with your friends in high school and in uni is different because the thing that you talk in high school is about like、um, I talk about homework, exam, gossip, which I don't do it anymore. I think. Is a really bad thing, but yes, you don't because you have lunch every single day, and it's like you don't get bored with your family, and that's what I feel with my friends. They are part of my family, and yeah, you don't get bored of it, and you don't text them. No, because I don't need to text. As you said, we、yeah. see each other every single day. Yeah, the only thing we text each other is what time you arrive. <laughs> uh, you know, do you want to have breakfast tomorrow?、No. <laughs> And we don't text about what happened because if there's anything you want to talk, just、mm. talk in person because you will see each other in a few hours later anyway. That's very interesting because I think with my friends we texted a lot、mm. and use MSN.、Um, I'm not that a- generation. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a big thing. It's like MSN and texting. It's So I didn't have internet on my phone,、mm. so I texted after school. Right after school, I started texting、mm. my friends, and then when I get home, that I'll get on my computer and open my MSN,、mm. and then we'll talk there. And which is very funny because now that I look back, I don't know what we talked about because we we don't talk about homework because、yeah. we had no homework. <laughs> 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 we had tests. Tests and exams, yes.、Mm. But then, other than that, we didn't have much. And I was just wondering, like, what did we talk about? That we spent so much time in school already,、mm. and then after school, we we continue <laughs> talking. It's just like there's nothing much that like we there's not not a lot going in our lives that we actually have to talk twenty four seven. To be、yeah. honest, because well, we, we spent half of that time together already. Yeah.、Um, and our life is pretty boring. Yeah, exactly.、Um, and I find it so interesting because we both from Hong Kong and we have so different experience as well. Yeah. And I'm sure the friends that I have in high school, they might have a different perspective as well because I'm a person that don't like texting,、yeah. but that contribute to a factor of it as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I I do not like texting now, but、mm-hmm. back then it was. I think it was just a very hip thing to. Is it? It's. Do people say hip now? No, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have generation gap with Vivian. Oh, it's very no, it's not. No, it's very. No, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's a very popular, popular thing、yeah. to do to text, and that's what I did. And I think back in, back in those age, um, we have less other stuff or like how can I say this? We now have so many other distractions other than texting. Yeah, and back then we don't. Yes, and it's like a new thing. Back like is it ten, ten, fifteen years ago? Please do not count. <laughs> so I think it's so interesting to everyone at that period of time because texting is so new and、yeah. it's so fun to do so. But、mm. now it's just part of our life that we don't.、Uh, we have so many other distractions. Yeah, I think back then was something that we enjoyed. It was like a leisure.、Mm. It's an activity. Now it's more like a responsibility. Oh, so true. Yeah. But, We can have like another episode about texting. Yeah, but I think it. We both ag- would agree that it's so easy to make friends, and、mm. it's mainly from your school, and you stick with that friend group. Yeah, like you're a floater, but still within that thirty people. Yeah, and、mm. I would say most of my friends are from school.、Mm. There were a few like from outside of school,、mm. but mainly it's. Just within school, and we just hang around. Yeah.、There. But how do you think it's different from the friends that you make now, or is there any different? Would you say? Oh, absolutely.、Mm. I think we, when we are preparing this podcast, we have looked into some papers, and、uh, one of the papers they identified four main reasons of friendship for our lot, like dissolved in the twenties. And I absolutely agree with that. And I do have friends in high school that I don't keep in touch anymore.、Mm. Um, and I. Think I think the first point that the paper said is the physical distance because, for say, you're moving away.、Mm. I move away to a different country.、Yeah. You can just move to a different uni. The physical distance is not as close as in high school anymore. That you see each other every single day. You have lunch, you have dinner, you have breakfast together. And moving into adulthood, you have to plan ahead. You have to. You know, make plans for say, can I catch up with you in a week? What time? And you have to organize it. Yeah. And it makes it harder for me. I don't know if it's for you as well. That in different country, um, it's so much harder to have that connection because. You cannot just say, "Can we catch up for lunch in what day?" Because、mm-hmm. you guys are like thousand kilometers away. We can just do it through a video call. And I think it's one of my struggle on maintaining my friendship in Hong Kong as well,、mm-hmm. because of that physical distance.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think the physical distance, because、um, studying in an international school, it's a lot of people. Leave Hong Kong. Like even I didn't stay in Hong Kong, but we go to different countries, like、mm. Canada, Australia, or UK, or just somewhere else.、Mm. That it's very hard to keep in contact because time zone very different.、Mm. Um, and I would say that is a very practical thing. It's like it's very hard to meet up. Back then wasn't a very big thing. Video calling wasn't a big thing. No. Um. Like we don't have a Zoom. I、yeah. think at that time we were using Skype.、Mm. Yes,、uh, but yeah, it's very hard to meet up on、um, moving countries, and it's so it's so much harder that you kind of give up. It's yeah, like,、uh, like you try, you try maintaining, and then after a while, it's like oh, it's so much effort. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's not only high school. And when I moved to uni, I live in college,、yeah. and I've met friends with international friends. Yeah. And then 
they either exchanged or like they went back home. Right. And one time we had to organize a video chat and it's like in four different time zones. Like one yeah. is in America, one is in Dubai and then the other two is like in Australia. But you know Australia have different time zones as well. Mm. So it's so hard and I absolutely agree sometimes you just want to give up and you find like it's so hard to maintain that friendship. Mm, yeah mm. definitely it's very hard and there are like two other reasons for friendship to dissolve in 20s mm, yeah the second one is the emergence of new friends do you agree with that like when you get into adulthood you met more new friends and that makes you reflect on the friends in high school as well i think it's because we have different social circle mm. and you meet a lot of people maybe not even new friends, just people in general, and you will have to spend time with people in in your university, same university. It's just I think it's because of the physical distance. It's like oh, it's very easy to continue talking to your classmates mm. in your university classes, but then the new friends does take some time away from your friends in high school. Mm. I think that is a case for a lot of people. I mean, for personally, it wasn't because I it was very hard for me to make new friends in university. Mm. I just didn't feel connected to people I met. Mm. But yeah, I think it's more about oh yeah, because I have more freedom towards that. Mm. I, I was like okay, I'm not much connection. Okay, I give up. Back mm. then, I was feeling like that. It's very yeah. different now. But then back then, I was like oh, there's not much meaning to put in effort towards because you you know that oh these are international students you're not gonna see them mm. within two three years yeah. after those two three years you're just gonna say bye and you're probably not gonna see them ever again in your life mm. and that's how i was like okay i'm not gonna put in that effort and what you say that thought is you learned it from your high school as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Because even back then, it's like, okay, you know, these are your high school friends. Mm. After that, we're not going to be in the same country. Mm. So I think I learned from a young age or like from high school where, okay, not a lot of people is going to stay in your life forever. Yeah. And what you said, I learned late in my teenage year or like early 20s mm. when I realized that friends don't stay forever. Mm. And the concept of best friend, best team, you are like my friends forever, the BFF hashtag. Um, and I need to learn that because we have different values and even like the environment that we're living in growing up is we'll grow apart mm. based on the situation you're in. And it's okay to go different pathway. But what's more important is, do you value that friendship? And is that friend matters to you that worth putting the effort in it and maintaining it? Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I feel it now. But mm-hmm. I have a period of time that I struggle because friends come and go. And mm-hmm. that's not how I feel friendship when I was young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's similar. Like back then, I was like thinking about, oh, should I put that effort in as well? Mm-hmm. But then nowadays, like, okay, yes. They come and go, friends come and go. But at the same time, as long as they're very important at that stage, like they make a difference. Mm. Even if it's a short time, one year, one month, one day, I think mm. it still make a difference, like whether it's for you or for the other person. But yes, friendship come and go. And I like nowadays, I don't really think about, oh, is it worth the effort? It's more mm. about just go for it. Yeah. Um, you don't have to think if it's worth the effort. It's mm. more about, okay, if they make an impact in your life like mm. whether it's a positive or negative impact it's still an impact and whether negative or positive you still learn from it you still grow from it 
right so you will reflect on it and think what have you get out of that friendship but not fixated on oh that we grew apart and yeah exactly yeah i absolutely agree and i do agree that having new friends and expanding that social circle give you more freedom or like space to think of uh what kind of people you want to include in that circle and that leads towards the third point growing dislike for a friend and it's a very interesting point because when I discussed with Viv like just now, this is a very interesting phrase. But how I understand this is, as we mentioned in the previous episode, that, you know, 20s is the phase of exploration. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely not that self-reflective as I am now compared to, you know, when I was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. I probably just think, yeah, I don't click with that friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just move on. And I didn't really reflect on what exactly it is but now i think the older you get for me is from the experience of friendship fallout and unfortunately i have quite a few friends that i do not keep in contact anymore Mm. but i think is what you said the reflection on what exactly it is that the friend drains you or energized you and i think when you think more about that you would have more understanding of that this i won't say dislike of a friend it's just things that drains you yeah it's I think it's more about, you mentioned about reflecting on, okay, not this, like, maybe look, what do you look for in a friend? Mm. What, what characteristics you think it's important? What your values are? Do they line up with each other? Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it's a bit different, I mm-hmm. would say. I think when I was in high school, there were a lot of stuff or things I see in other people. It's like, oh, I... Uh, this person did this this person did that i don't mm. like i don't like but now it's it's more about i don't think about this it's maybe i've overlooked it's like okay this is fine like it doesn't really matter that much because it's just a very small thing even if our values don't align any two people if you put them in a the room and they have the mindset of oh i want to be this person's friend mm. it will work out as long as two people think that I want to be friends with the other person, I think it will be okay. Mm. So it's more like everyone can be friends as long as they have good communication and both have the intention of putting effort and maintaining the friendship. Yeah, having that intention of maintaining mm. the friendship, building up that friendship. And nowadays, like, uh, there's not much of stuff that I dislike in a friend or even annoyance like I, I don't really see that yeah there are times that oh i get a bit annoyed or mm. or whatnot but i try to it's very cheesy to say but i think i drown them with my love <laughs> it's, it's more about channeling that love that i have for other people mm. and it's like okay even if it's different even if they're different, even if they have different values, different personality, mm. uh, different thoughts, different opinions, it doesn't change the fact that I value this person. Mm. I love this person. Mm. Kind of thing. And it's so interesting because it's so hard for me to think that way. And for me, is I have certain values that I hold strongly on. For say, humility is a very important mm. values that I hold. When the other person don't show the same as well, I struggles 
And I didn't know the values I, I hold strongly to is humility mm. until I think one time I was at placement, mm. and then my supervisor is doing a values exercise with me, mm. and I, at the time during the supervision, I'm saying, "Oh, the client did this, this, this," and I feel really uncomfortable. Mm. And she wonder, "Do you have friends that act the same way mm. that you feel uncomfortable as well?" And I think that is the oh my gosh moment. Yes, I do. But I still cling on that friend because I'm a people pleaser. I want to please everyone, and I want to be friends with everyone, which sometimes can be bad. But after that exercise, it's the awareness of the values that I have. Mm. You know, sometimes you get annoyed with a friend. Maybe, maybe not for you, but I sometimes get annoyed at friend, and I never say it out. Mm. And maybe I just simply don't know what it is that annoys me. Mm. And I think that's the awareness is so important on mm. knowing what exactly that is, mm. and then you can communicate with that friend, mm. or in the future you can avoid people that don't have that values with you. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I do agree what you said is showing your love to them, and because you care about their friendship, that it will make it work. Mm. But it's very funny, like when you said you mentioned, for example, if a person doesn't have that humility that you value, then you tend to avoid them. I think it's back into the balance of mm. is it just the humility or if there's other qualities that that friend have that mm. you values, mm. then the humility thing weigh less. If that makes sense. Mm, mm, mm. And I'm still learning mm. that if you think that friend have the other qualities that you value, mm. for say the humility doesn't match with mine. And if moving forward, that if things happen, you have to remind yourself you're the one that accepted and don't fixate on that certain values that that person lacked mm. before. More on the other values that person holds. Mm. I think definitely the awareness of that is very important. So mm. actually, actually, during when we were talking about it, I was like thinking, like I'm trying very hard to find mm. something that I'm annoyed with. Like even even previously when we our private conversations mm. <laughs> where we're talking about um pet peeves or anything like mm. that, it was very hard for me to think of one. And it's just I'm I'm so annoyed, frustrated with myself. So <laughs> why can't like I want to have that awareness, but yeah. it doesn't seem like. I can find one, mm. yeah. and that can be a good thing because that means you are flexible. That you mm. can have more capacity in accepting people around you. Mm. It could be, mm-hmm. but, but does yeah. that annoys you that you don't have one, or is <laughs> you you think you just simply don't have one, or you don't know for now? I I think I simply don't have one. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I just simply don't have a pet peeve that I'm like so. It just sticks. Denzel. And I do agree. I think Vivian is like very easy to hang out with, and <laughs> Thank you. make people around you very at ease. <laughs> I wasn't fishing for for a compliment, but thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, going back to the main reasons. Yeah, but I think growing the dislike for a friend, we have different opinion, or it's just a different perspective. Yeah, this point is just interesting, and as we said, we don't like the word dislike. But that goes to the fourth point: the interference from romantic partner or relationships.、Mm. So it's like when your friends go into a relationship, that will I think that will heavily impact the relationship that you have with that person, like that friendship,、mm. because they 
do they will spend a lot of time with their partner mm. and it's just inevitable where you spend less time with your friend mm. I agree I think I've experienced once as my friend get into a romantic relationship and I feel like being left out mm. that I have less time but I think it's back in the point of is that friendship matters to you mm. and if so then you will communicate with that friend and say hey I feel mm. left out but having that awareness of that's part of the life yeah. people have different stages and people might have different energy at different stage for say not about in a relationship but when they start a family they need more time to spend with the family and looking after their kids and it's just normal it's just part of the life and and even so like we see each other very often but I do have friends that we only see each other every two months and we really to schedule a time and you know I can't do next week can we do the week after and I think just just part of it yeah definitely interference not just from relationship it's more about just adulting with jobs or even other uh, not romantic relationships but other friendships mm. like they have other friends too like whether it's from their own classes uni or their job or anything else like there are different social circle but then it does take time from it and I think it's just yeah it's part of life and mm. you just realize okay like you're not the only person in their life yeah and that's okay because if you were that would mean they're very dependent on you mm. so dependent that they only have you in their life mm. that becomes very toxic I would say yeah yeah so it's actually very healthy that okay you guys are not only relying on each other you guys have different people that you can mm. rely on on different things mm. which I think it's it's good yeah it's very healthy Mm. Yeah. having that flexibility on you're not only fixated on one friend but you have yeah. other friend group you have other relationship as well yeah yeah and I mean it's okay if you have like a few friends or if you have no friends and and it's you're more comfortable with just having that time with yourself and I think that's that's also okay. Like you don't have to have one friend or a few friends that you're very close with. As mm. long as you're comfortable, as long as you're okay with the amount of friends that you're having. And I absolutely agree with that. I think that's the relationship as well. Relationship with yourself. Mm. Because as we said in the previous episode, the 20s is an era of self-focused exploration and you do need more time with yourself as well. I don't know if for you, but I'm those people that if I hang out on Saturday, I need two days recover. <laughs> I can't have plans that go out every single day. Consecutively. Consecutively, that's the word. I need day off, I need recovery time. And it's not simply because they're busy, they might just need time with themselves, and that's mm. okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's just an introvert and extrovert thing, where mm. you gain more energy when you're alone, and that allows you to have enough energy to enjoy the time that you have with mm. other people as well. And that's okay. Like Some I, people yeah. might even want longer time by themselves. Maybe they just need one, one social gathering per month. Mm. it could be like that it, it depends on their personality and how they enjoy mm. enjoy the time that they have with themselves and each other uh, and other people yeah absolutely i agree yeah and just i think these four main reasons were point out by Susanna rose um are there any other reasons that you can think of at the moment uh, i think that four points summarize it really mm. well yeah and i think the common theme of 
all these four is yes, uh, it's the main reason of friendship to solve. But how do we manage it? Mm. Is there a way that instead of letting it fall out, is there any way that we can solve it? Yeah, and I think it really does tie back to our our conflict resolution styles that we have. Maybe we can talk about some of the conflicts that we have had mm. with our friends. Yeah. Um. Oh, I have a lot. <laughs> okay, I have none actually. Really? <laughs> I feel like I have none, but you get you get sorry. I think it's unfortunate that I have that many past experience on conflict. But I think it's also fortunate at the same time because I learn a lot from it.、Mm. My conflict resolution style is I'm the avoidant type.、Mm. Growing up, how I deal with conflict with my family or my friends is the cold war. I don't know if they have a term in English. But what that means is you avoid it and hope that things will be fine in the future, and then you will slowly reengage back into that relationship. That's how I normally do when I argue with my sister as well. Now,、mm. when we have an argument, we don't talk to each other for a whole month,、mm. and to that point, you already forgot what you're angry at. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just those small conversations for say, oh, what do you want for dinner? Mm. And that breaks that cold war. Yeah. Then you just pretend nothing happened,、mm. and it's so safe and so comfortable that I don't need to do anything, don't have to think anything, don't have to confront. Amazing, I love it. And I realize <laughs> that's a very toxic way. <laughs> so we're not encouraging people to avoid it. Absolutely not. Pretending nothing, nothing is wrong. Absolutely not. And I learned the hard way, and that's just me. And how do I realize that I have this problem? Is I met a friend in undergrad. She's the confrontation type. And one time we have an argument. I was so scared. Because I'm the avoidant type, I stay in my room for like the whole week.、Mm. Well, I only go out to get food, and I would avoid the time that she would show up at the dining hall. So I was like avoiding her for the whole week, and she gets so annoyed. She's texting, "Why don't you talk to me?" And she's like knocking on my door, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so scared," <laughs> because no one ever confront me like that. Yeah. And then one thing that she said that still keep closely to my heart is she came to me. And she said, "I want to talk with you. I want to resolve this conflict because I value our friendship、mm. and I care about you. If I don't care about you, I would just leave.、Mm. I don't. I don't care. I would just walk away."、Mm. And at that moment, I'm like, "Ah!"、Oh. And I reflect on all the friendship that I have previously,、mm. and I have friends that I. Use this way, and then we pretend nothing happened, and we still becomes friends.、Mm. And I have other friends that I don't keep contact anymore because just the way that I manage conflict is so immature. That leads to that friendship fallout.、Mm. I really agree with one of the research that they said is the conflict resolution styles with your parents is predict in friendship conflict as well. I absolutely agree because my conflict resolution style in my teenage year or like earlier childhood with my family is the exact. Same thing as when I with my friends, and just having that awareness and recovering from it and changing how I manage friendship. I think I learned the hard way, but I I'm glad I get there at the end.、Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The avoidant worked with your sister. It worked with your parents. That's how it influences. Oh, it works. It's it worked effectively. That's how you channel that towards with your friends as well. Oh, okay,、mm-hmm. that worked previously, so it will work with the friends that you have. And、mm-hmm. I think it worked very well with your parents and with your sisters because they were the avoidant type as well.、Mm-hmm. So then it matches. But then with your friend that who was more confronting,、mm-hmm. then it it doesn't work.、Mm-hmm. Then absolutely. 
I think it's it doesn't work and also you realize oh there are other people who doesn't avoid it mm. then how do you approach it and mm. like for her like then she would tell you her side because mm. she she's more upfront about it mm. and that's how you hear it and I agree because when we are in our twenties, as we said, we met more people and we got different perspective as well. For say, my friend gave me a new insight on how to manage conflict, and I saw recently saw an analogy. I think I need an analogy for every episode. Yeah. Let's let's maybe we can do one one without next time. <laughs> no, I love it. Don't stop me from doing it. Um, you can do it. I can do it. I'll but edit it out. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this analogy and I reframe it a little bit. Uh, what it said is, imagine that you are skiing, right? Mm. And I've never skied before, but I can <laughs> visualize it. When you ski, there's like a certain path that left from the previous people that go down from the hill, right? Yes. And it's so obvious and it's so easy that you follow the same path, even though you don't know where it leads to, whether it leads you to fall down the hill or like you down know, the cliff, down the cliff, <laughs> or it like leads you back to the finish line. Um, and it's so easy that we follow the path because that's what our instinct will do. But what if it leads you to the cliff, right? Mm. And you really need to try hard to make a new route for yourself mm. and don't follow those pathway that left from previous. Mm. I think the way that we learn for, say, the conflict resolution style that we have with our parents is so wired in our brain that that's, we go on the autopilot mode on. That's how I do it. And as you said, I find it works for like years and I would assume this is a healthy coping skill, but maybe it's not. Mm. I think in the 20s, I have a lot of those moments that I realized my previous coping skills or like management style is not healthy mm-hmm. and making an effort in making that real route for a healthier coping skills or like a conflict resolution style is so important mm. and i will say i'm similar to you that i avoid often when conflict happens but at the same time um when conflict happens within my family whether it's between my parents between my my sister and my dad or my sister and my mom I'm usually the one who mediates between the two. Mm-hmm. So I don't avoid it, but more like finding the middle ground for them. So you're the middleman. Yeah. Ah. And I think throughout my entire life, that's how I resolve conflicts. It's more about finding them that middle ground that everyone can agree on and just, yeah, just agree on. Mm. Um, and that's true even within my high school friends. Mm. When there, you know, there's a lot of drama in high school, yeah, and a lot. I wasn't part of it, but let's say there are two main parties. But then I'll usually be the middle person and just try to mediate to, between them mm. and help them communicate better, I guess. And do you feel good of being a middleman? Um, I think within my family, yes. Because it, it does help. But then within high school friends, it, it really didn't help that much because they don't want to resolve it. I, th- I don't think they have that intention of resolving mm. it. So no matter how much you mediate between the two, it doesn't work. Mm. Um, but I think that, like yes, that definitely partially I do feel good if effective yeah. that I can mediate between the two parties. That's I think that's partially why I, I chose the path of counseling. Mm. It's more about, okay, I can help resolve an issue 
Mm. But actually going into counseling, I realized, oh, it's not really... I, I don't resolve it. <laughs> but <laughs> like, oopsie, the wrong route. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's like yeah. a different way of helping them resolve it themselves. I'm, I'm interesting. I'm interested. You're interesting, yeah. <laughs> You're very interesting. I do agree. No, I'm interested in what you said is you find it works with your family, but not with your friends. But you still hold on being the middle person. I think the middle person is very. I was. I would say it's a peacemaker. Mm. I value the harmony, the the peace between people in general. Mm. I have that value of yeah of that. Even though it doesn't work. Um, I'll say that obviously there are times it doesn't work as effective as I think. Maybe now that they look back, or maybe they they do see maybe it did work, but mm. at that time it's, it wasn't. For me, I, w- I want to say it worked completely well. Mm. But then I think it does move out some of the edges, mm. but not like 100%. And I'm curious yeah. when you're seeing the two different parties in high school, are they both confronting or are they both avoidant or they are different? Well, I think mainly confronting. Mm. Mainly confronting. Um, and I think it's just asking people to choose sides. Mm. And I think it's oftentimes you I would realize that there's no right and wrong. Mm. It's just different perspective, different views. Gosh. Um, I mean, yes, there are times where I feel like okay, this is right, that is wrong. But more, more than not, um, most of the things in life, I would say there isn't a very definite answer. Mm. And I think it goes back to actually I link it to a philosophy question. It's more like is there a definite truth? Mm. <laughs> but I mean that's that's another thing. And definitely I agree. It's there is a definite truth. But there are a lot of things. It's more about preferences. It's more about perspectives. There's no right and wrong. I wish we are were friends when we're in high school. <laughs> <laughs> And now that I reflect back, I sometimes will be the middleman yeah. between my friends. Um, I would say the two parties are both avoidant. I think that's why I ask: mm. is it avoidant or confronting? Mm. And from a middleman perspective, I struggle a lot because they both don't want to communicate. Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's getting nowhere. I got frustrated, and mm. then I give up. Mm. Like I got annoyed. And it's so interesting from seeing your perspective mm. as well. And I absolutely agree. A lot of conflict starts from the lack of communication, mm, the lack sure. of understanding the perspective, and the order I get at least. Mm. I really see the importance of communication, and mm. that minimizes the conflict as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think when I was thinking of like when you when you asked me, okay, is it conf- more confronting or more avoidance? I was thinking that specific. Scenario, it was confronting, but there are times. Obviously, I think a lot of us do avoid it, tend to avoid mm. it. I think coming from like an Asian background, I think that's how we grow up mm. towards is more about avoidance. But at the same time, even I think even if it's avoidance, it, there is um, a useful peacemaker maintaining that harmony between the two mm. or like even more parties. Yeah. I think every person plays a different role mm. in a friendship as well. Yeah, for sure. And as we said, if that friends is important or we fail the friendship, mm. we'll try our best to resolve it. Yeah, 
But what if we can't? Yeah. And as we said, it might be one person really want to resolve it, and the other person have、mm. no intention,、mm. or both parties have no intention. Then,、mm. um, how do we manage that friendship fallout?、Mm. I think a better、uh, for me, I, I would say like it's how to manage a friendship ending.、Mm. It doesn't have to be a fallout. I think. For me, like if it's a fallout, there must be a conflict, must be an argument,、mm-hmm. whether if it's passive or more active,、mm. it's still a disagreement.、Mm. But I think it's like personally, I would say like how to manage a friendship ending.、Mm-hmm. It's just I think like how I feel. It's just part of life.、Mm. Like it, it must end. At a certain point, because that's how I grew up learning about friendship. Is that、like, okay? Like that's high school friends, and it's and it's like going back to what I said at the beginning of the episode. Is we'll go our separate ways, and that's just that's just life.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're like accepting it, and yeah, it's accepting it. And I think when you say fallout, it's like disagreements, and I don't think I have that much of disagreements with、mm-hmm. my friends.、Mm-hmm. There are little spats here and there, but I wouldn't say like a big disagreement that will lead to ending the friendship.、Mm. I I do agree. I think the older I get, there's more friendship that just slowly fade out. Yeah, as we said previously, it can be the physical distance、yeah. that. You guys are in different time zone, different country, or it can just be growing with like different values that you just have make new friends or、mm. whatever. I agree that there's sometimes it's just gradually disconnect with each other. Yeah, and I do realize maybe because I'm the avoidant type, we it might be more interesting to get a perspective from a friend that is more confronting. <laughs> But for me, I just slowly let it die out. Of course, there's some friends that I do wish I put more effort in it、mm. in resolving it,、mm. the conflict, or just putting more effort in maintaining that friendship.、Yeah. But of course, it's two ways. It's not one way as well. Yeah, yeah. It can be the person putting effort in it, but then at that time, I don't have that capacity.、Mm. Vice versa. So I think I agree with what you said. It's it's part of our life and. What's more important to me is that reflection of why this happened. Because I think a lot, as、mm. you can tell, I will think of why I don't hang out with this friend anymore. Is it because we grew differently, we have different values, or is it because just the distance? Is it because certain things that I did? And、mm. definitely, it's about the balance. You can't overthink as well. But I think having that reflection is very important in helping me to understand in the future, and I can step in earlier. If similar situation happens, and I can either put more effort in it or just having that conversation with the other friend earlier, yeah, to avoid that fallout. Yeah. yeah. So after that reflection, what would you say your approach to friendship now? I don't know. I, I think I'm still <laughs> learning. Yeah, and it's okay. I, I, that、yeah. we definitely don't have the answers, and I don't have the answers. Yeah, I think or like that, a perfect answer. And there's no perfect friendship as well. Yeah, exactly. But I think a few things that I learned from the past is knowing how to determine the quality of closeness of a friendship. Yeah. How would you define that? I honestly don't know, but I heard a friend. She when I was talking to her, oh yeah, how do you determine like the level of friendship that you have with another person? I didn't expect an answer because I didn't have one. That's why I asked.、Mm. I was trying to gain like get more perspective and then、mm. see how I determine it as well. Yeah. And she said. 
Oh, it depends on how much money I'm willing to lend to that person. Oh, what does that mean? So if I'm willing to lend this person ten dollars, oh. then okay, it's around ten dollars. Not I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't mean our friendship is only worth ten dollars, but it's a yeah. comparison with other people. Let's say I would lend another person a hundred dollars. That means that friendship means more to me than your friendship. Mm, I've never think that way. And that also, I was like, oh, that's a very interesting way of measuring a friendship. Mm. Personally, I wouldn't come. I wouldn't measure it like that. Yeah. But there's that very interesting way of measuring it. Mm, I think that links to do you trust that person or how yeah. would you overcome those crisis situation of one of your friend and what you willing to help them? Yeah, I think it's more about the trust. I think for my friend is that when she said I will lend this amount of money, she mm-hmm. would just assume okay I'm not gonna get this amount back and is it worth it? Mm-hmm. And so if it's okay, then then lend it to that person. But I think that's how she measured it. It was just it, yeah, an so interesting fun. thing of yeah. giving that. And I wouldn't measure it. That I wouldn't way as either. Well. I think I want more measure of the. It's very abstract and fake. It's more about the connection mm. you have with a person, and it's very hard to put it in words. But I think everyone have that connection with someone. Mm. Is that okay? Like this person kind of gets what I'm saying, even if I don't convey it very well. Mm. Then perhaps um, I'm more close to this person, or maybe it depends on if I want to hang out with this person more or this uh, another person mm. more. I think it depends more about that, and yeah. that's how I would say, oh, this person I'm quite close with. Mm. Yeah. I think for me, it's very hard to think one, mm. and I think I'm still learning or exploring mm. at this moment. Moment because I'm a people pleaser, so I want to be close friend with everyone, mm. or yeah, I'm not friends with them. And I think I used to have no in between, mm. so I don't really need to measure the quality or the closeness of a friendship. But I think now I'm exploring. Mm. And one thing that I agree what you say is like very abstract mm. for me as well is if I'm in a group setting and if that person is there, it makes it easier. Or I wish that person is there as well. Oh yeah. Um, that when I hang out with that person, mm. it doesn't drains me. Mm-hmm. And I don't go home and think of did I say something wrong or oh my goodness it's so tired. Hang out with that friend, mm. or is it you feel good after meeting that friend? Mm. I think that's two way that I measure it now. But I was interesting to hear more on how others measure their friendship as well. But would you say because you're very introverted, and and earlier you mentioned that you won't put consecutive days where you meet up with other people. Would you say if you give up that um, alone time, would you say you will co- like give up that alone time and spend with another person? Would you say oh that person hey you're pretty close with because you you're okay with losing that personal time that you have with yourself mm-hmm. to recharge and you're spending time with the other person? Or would you say that is more so of your people pleasing side? That is interesting. No. I won't compromise my personal time. <laughs> okay. Or maybe I just—I don't know. I've never think that way. I think for now, I would say having quality time with myself is still very important. I—I I genuinely enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And it recharge. But at the same time, if my friend asked me out, I would give it up. Mm. But then. After that, I need extend the period of time, of quality time with myself afterwards. Will you give it up for all your friends? No. Yeah. So I think my question is: some of the friends that you're willing to give up, maybe you do value that friendship. 
more than that would be a good way to measure as well. I think that's a lot of people uh, how they measure is about that. Especially if they're introvert. Mm. Extrovert, I don't think it's, no. <laughs> it's a thing. But introvert, yes. Yeah, I agree. I I think that's a really good measure mm. as well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, cool. We kind of have some sort of idea of how we measure it. But at the same yeah. time, like honestly, for me, I would say after determining that, I try to connect more with the people I'm less uh, like less close with. What do I you try, mean by I that? put I put in more effort. Mm-hmm. I put in more effort, especially. If I do realize, oh, the other person do want to spend more time with me, I would put in more effort. Mm-hmm. So I feel I feel bad at the same time because like the people that I'm more close with, I will neglect. But then the people that I'm less close with, I'll put in more effort. I'll put in more time and energy towards that. And what makes you do that? that? I think after you realize that, oh. I'm not that close. Maybe I should. That that means that I think it goes back to what I said. I want to mm. show my care and show my love towards that person mm. even more because I've shared that with the people I'm close with already. Yeah. Then I will want to share more to the people that I'm less close with. Ah, that is interesting because I'm complete the opposite. <laughs> That's actually a really nice way to approach new friends as well. I would never think that way. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you do? What would you do? Previously, I tried to make friends with everyone,、mm. and I realized it's so draining. Mm, mm. And the older I get, I get busy. I have uni, I have work, and I don't have that much energy and time to spend、mm. with everyone.、Mm-hmm. So I choose precisely, or like I narrow down to certain people that、yeah. I would want to invest time in that I value the friendship and that use up my energy already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I sometimes struggle to expand my social circle, and I'll just focus on what I have now. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to hear from your perspective that you would share your love to even more people, and I think that amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <Yes> . <laughs> Um, but I think it's more about. I would say it. I, I still find it very difficult to expand my social circle. I, I would. I wouldn't say I have a lot of friends,、mm. but it's how I approach new friends at the moment. And I think it does tie back. Yeah, as I was growing up, that's how I approach friendship as well. And I think that's something I need to learn as well, and that links to the second point that to know the expectation within、mm-hmm. that friendship.、Mm-hmm. Because I always just say, "Oh, I want friends that connect." That I I personally value those deep conversations. So I would love to have friends that have that awareness of self growth, and we can talk, and that conversation energizes me. So、yeah. I hold on to those friends that I feel comfortable talking about my feelings. Yeah. But you sometimes have friends that just want to hang out and have fun, and for those friends, you just kind. And just walk straight to them and say, "Hey, I want to talk about my feelings." <laughs> you know?、Uh, do you do that to your other friends? I mean, at least I, I've never heard you say that to me. Like,、hey, no, but I want to talk. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about my feelings. I've never heard that. Nah, it's just like a more exaggerated <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. way, you know. Like, for say, I can't have friends that just us talk about、yeah. self growth for like ten, twelve hours. And you, you need some friends that just have fun and meet your other values as well. Yeah, other needs as well. So I think just learning that 
you don't need every single friend to meet all the values that you want. You can have different group of friends.、Mm. That's how you, when you expand your social circle, then you can have different friend group that meet your different needs. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like to meet different needs, some you might want to share your feelings with, some you want to just have fun, or even perhaps your hobbies.、Like mm. Maybe you have different hobbies because you guys share the same hobbies.、Mm. Then you guys will talk about that hobby, and、yeah. maybe I would like to. Other parts, other needs as well. Yeah.、Um, but I would say it's, it's definitely hard to find one person that meets all、mm. of them. Ah,、uh, so I think it's okay to have different friends meeting、mm. different needs, and that's just how I view friendships are as well. It's just,、mm. yeah, it's just different people have a, the different expectations of friendship as well. They have different expectations, so not only we have the expectation, like we also have to meet their needs as well.、Mm. And perhaps we're not meeting some of their needs as well. So then that's how different people have different friends. Yeah,、um, I absolutely agree, and that links to that self awareness. Knowing what are the needs you want to have from a friendship, it's so easy to say, "Oh, I don't click with that friend." But I think what's more important is working on yourself、mm. and knowing the awareness of what kind of friends that you want, or just what are the pet peeves that we just mentioned. Just working on yourself because you don't know what kind of friendship or what kind of relationship that you want to be in、mm. until you know who you are. Mm. So I think working on yourself is very important as well. Yeah, yeah. And going back, like when you when we said like knowing our values and needs, and when the other when your friends meet them,、mm. actually show gratitude towards them as well. Yeah, like thanking them for actually, like for example, if you want to share your feelings and just acknowledging, thank you, thanking them for allowing you to have that space to、mm. share your feelings, your emotions, so freely, so safely in that space. And I think that's something I wish I learned earlier.、Mm. Showing that gratitude on thank you so much for doing this for me.、Yeah. Uh, thank you for giving your space、mm. that provide that safe, trusting environment,、yeah. and not take it for granted is、mm. very important. I don't know if it's a culture thing because I never do that back in Hong Kong.、Um, we never say oh thank you, like、mm. you know.、Mm. It's something that I. Learned when I came to Australia that everyone is so friendly and they say, "Oh, I love you. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, love." You know, and I have friends as well. They genuinely vocalize it and say, "Thank you so much for doing this for me."、Mm. And when I hear that, I feel so good that I wish I can do it to others as well.、Yeah. So. I think showing gratitude is something very important, and even till now, I try my best to do so as well. Yeah, and I think that covers most of the way of how we approach friendships now, based on the reflections that we have done, depending on our past experiences as well. Maybe, perhaps we can do a conclusion of、uh, what we talked about today, and just kind of going through the main points of the stuff that we covered. Yeah, we've talked about the four main reasons of friendship dissolve in our twenties. Again, that doesn't mean it's only in your twenties. It can be thirties. It happens more often in your twenties. Is one the physical distance of, say, you or your friend moving away. Two, the emergence of new friends. Three, growing dislike for a friend. And lastly, interference from romantic partners or relationships. And we also talk about the conflict resolution styles that we carried from our childhood to adulthood, and whether that's 
healthy or unhealthy. Yeah, and at the conflict resolution style, um, we found that research from Miriam Van Dorn. And we also talk about how we manage friendship fallout or like ending a friendship. What are our approach to friendship now based on our past experience? We have talked about how to measure the quality or closeness of a relationship and also knowing the expectation, doing those active reflection on yourself. And lastly, and most importantly, showing gratitude. And as we said, the reflection part is very important and perhaps it is important to for the listeners to reflect on their friendships as well. Mm, I think, yeah, absolutely. I wonder, do you resonate with the reasons that we mentioned on why friendship looks so different when compared to high school? And uh, what are your approach to friendship now based on the past experience? Um, you can journal about it or you can just simply sit and have a drink and reflect on it. And we're curious on what you think. Yeah, and um, you can perhaps talk to a friend about it, be someone that you trust. And it will, it's just a very good process of voicing it out and just tell, mm-hmm. perhaps even telling your friend your expectations of how your friendship looks mm-hmm. like as well. Yeah. And, and if you resonate with this podcast, you can share it with your friends as well. That would be a really easy conversation opener. Yeah, and definitely helps us out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. thank you for not, for being so vulnerable in this podcast and just sharing your thoughts and also your gratitude towards me compliments <laughs> um, yeah thank you for sticking around and we'll see you guys in the next episode and again we'll release a new episode on every Wednesday at 4am AST time if you want to check us out follow our Instagram the why in your 20s podcast and again thank you for listening and we'll see you next week bye, bye.